Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. As a way to thank our guests for their time, energy and wisdom, we would love to demonstrate our appreciation, gratitude and admiration. We would love to hear from you. What was your key takeout from today's session? By writing a review in Apple Podcasts with our guest's name and insight. And when you do, please make sure to take a photo and send your photo to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will send you a personalized cosmic blueprint for free. It's a report based on your unique birth chart to discover your true calling and how you can best make a difference in the world. Thank you. This week, as always, we have a super, super amazing guest for you. We have the lovely Dr. Alison J.K. Dr. Alison J.K. has secrets no one else uses to upgrade, inspire, and disrupt old paradigms within her community and the collective. She is an award-winning number one international best-selling author and the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She is an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural healer with a holistic approach towards helping others thrive in mind, body and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom with 20 plus years working in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind, body, fitness, longevity and holistic health. With a specialized focus on the chakra system, Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. Dr. Allison's mission is to support the next high evolution of the collective and create change for the health of this planet and those who are ready to unleash every part of the magic within them. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have another amazing guest for you. We have the beautiful Dr. Alison Kay. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Hi, I'm really happy to be here, Catherine. <laughs> I'm super happy. I'm excited just knowing what's going to uh, unfold. So before we get started, Dr. Alison, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Dr. Alison, Tell us what inspired you to do what you do today. Well, I found myself wanting to, let's back up, age 12, I'm sitting in the swing with my mom in the backyard and she says, after listening to me 
rattle on about something. Allison, you know, you should consider being a psychologist. You really have a natural understanding of people. And my mom was so close and knew me so well um, and had a good intuition herself. It just hooked right into me as a yes. And so that was my first major in college. In like the third semester, I was fed up. And it's a psych major because I wasn't learning the answer to how do we be the happiest versions of ourselves, the most healthy, vibrant, thriving versions of ourselves. Instead, I was learning like about the hardwiring of the brain and I was learning about capitalistic applications like industrial management. There wasn't anything answering like how do you be the most joyous version of yourself? And it's okay, you know, they're at the time trying to prove themselves as a hard science, the field of psychology, but it just wasn't for me. So I then went into like a mass communications um, major saying how advertising shapes our beliefs. And then I went into social thought, political economy and ended up with English literature because that was a study of society and humans and psychology through an art form. Moved out west to San Francisco to get my master's in creative writing and synchronistically had a job offer to work in with a nonprofit political organization that got people elected to state and federal Congress who were such conservationists that they would actually write conservational, environmental conservation geared legislation, not just vote for it. We weren't going that low. It was a really strategic conception, the League of Conservation Voters. And so um, the way it came up, I knew not to say no to it. And so I started and had success immediately kept going up in the ranks and they sent me on a really intense primary campaign before the general elections down in LA where I lived for a month and I helped get the first Latino woman elected to the California State Assembly. She saved last because of that she wrote the legislation that helped save the last bit of green space in LA County at that time and so um, I had had such success though that I was then put in for the general elections to a campaign that was between a developer and a conservation geared candidate up in the Sierra Nevadas, the beautiful mountains like the Tahoe's in and Shasta's uh, in. And so I, 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 my body reacted and got contracted and I was like, this isn't okay, this amount of stress. And so I walked through a bookstore one weekend night and a purple book flew off the shelf, landed right in front of my feet. I couldn't really take another step also would have crushed the book and it was on meditation. So I began right there and then to learn about meditation and it was such a natural fit for me that I actually had the hubris to start teaching it within a year. <laughs> so I, the campaigns ended, everything was successful and I said, okay, I'm gonna take a break from this intensive work and I bought tickets around the world actually at that point and left and backpacked um, living for a month at a time, like on a Greek island and another in Israel, and made it halfway, and then went came back to the states. My parents were in Florida. I went for a master's now in politics, and came out with the master's last year. I got trained in my first energy medicine modality, started to go for jobs, saw whether I was going inside the system with a governmental agency to protect the environment or a non-governmental agency outside, it just felt like a brick wall. You know that feeling when like doors just seem closed? Mm, yes. Yeah, it was a no. And so I, I, I sat back after gaining, cleaning that and said, okay, what's up here? And two of the awarenesses I got was it's just not ready to shift yet. The dominance on reliance 
of fossil fuels and the lack of readiness to shift our behaviors to help protect the environment just hadn't hit critical mass whatsoever yet. And ironically, I came to find out later, that was the same time Gore came out of politics and started touring the world with his Inconvenient Truth movie that won him a Nobel Peace Prize. So I, the second thing that led to it was, okay, if change is gonna happen, it's gonna be one by one, a consciousness at a time until we reach that critical mass. So I relied back on my bachelor's in English literature, went into the classroom teaching in an inner city public school system while getting trained further in energy medicine and teaching meditation actually to the boys in an after school program with a colleague of mine about meditation, particularly boys with the labels of ADD and ADHD. Meanwhile, seeing clients after work for energy medicine sessions and holistic wellness sessions. So I'm in a two and a half years into it, um, corresponds with a session I'm in with a client and my hands are over her sacral and solar plexus, so they're over her upper and lower belly. And I'm, I asked my guidance, okay, how can I get even more, because she reported some really good results from the sessions so far. And so I just asked, okay, how can I get even better results than this, more robust results for my clients? And around that same time, I was getting hemmed in. I was feeling the sense of boxed in, caged in. Um, I was doing my, I did my checkbook like a Saturday morning right around the same time and I wasn't happy with the amount of money I did not have with a master's degree, professionally employed. I had minimal student loan to pay back because I'd worked all the way through my master's. It just wasn't acceptable. I wanted the sense of adventure. I wanted that sense of abundance and freedom and non-cagedness <laughs> for my life. Um, and so I asked, okay, my guidance to bring in what else is possible. Within a month, somebody turned me on to the international school system. I went, did what I had to do, interviewed with different heads of schools from around the world who come into this one location. We spend like half hour interviews going from hotel room to hotel room, meaning different countries around the world in the heads of an international school in their country and interviewing. And I got a bunch of job offers and I took the one that was in Taiwan because it made me understand this is where there is the seat of the understanding of subtle energy and consciousness and how to work with it. And they're still doing it. It's not like in the West where it was done out with the alchemists and then it went underground into the mystery schools. They're still operating from those principles. And so I went and there I was, and that's my story. Wow. Dr. Allison, talk about a colorful, colorful, colorful life. You have done a lot. And a couple of uh, questions have bubbled up for me. So you talked about the question, and I think the curiosity here is about what was your findings when you said, how do we get the best joyous version of ourselves? What was your findings? To approach it from a different perspective than the Western psychology model, first off. <laughs> And apparently I've spent my whole life now doing it. You know, Catherine, it's really feels like what I've been answering is, is, is finding one modality. So it was meditation and energy medicine as the bottom line result in treating a human as holistic rather than, um, okay, so you express worries. That means you should go on this medication. Instead, the basic Buddhist premise is every human mind is neurotic. Here's the tools to work with your own particular flavor. Go at it. Mm. So for our listeners, so when you talk about energy medicine, what exactly is that? Because you talked about an energy medicine session as well. 
Okay, so that's been part of my mission. So I came back after the decade in Asia writing in the last year for my, what started as my dissertation for my PhD, What If There's Nothing Wrong, became a full book. And it's really talking about what I see as suffering that is unnecessary happening in the West in a way that it isn't happening in the East because of our tradition of not going within. It doesn't permeate our societies in the West, our cultures in the West. Whereas like when I was in Taiwan, I'd go to a fresh market in the morning to get my fresh veggies and produce. And there'd be a monk on their scooter too, carrying their produce away in bags on the hanging off their scooter, just like me in their full monk garb. And then I'd be in Thailand on break in between semesters during Chinese New Year. And I would see a monk in robes waiting, you know, um, in the center of a busy city center and wearing his orange robes with a cigarette in one hand and his cell phone in another. Just this, And then these statues, these gigantic, enormous Buddha and Guan Yin statues, like right behind a gas station as I'm pumping my gas into my scooter. Just everywhere, the reminder to what my consciousness with the growth and development I had had at that point's perception picked up as, man, they have reminders everywhere to go inside and manage yourself because they also have the saving face gig over there. You don't, you want to not offend anybody so that there's no reaction and you have to manage your own upset because you lose face if you react emotionally in public. So there's this sense of self-management that is not communicated to the West in regards to going within the mind. Instead, it feels like we run from going within because, as if there's some sense of fear and that fear is some monster or some boogeyman under the bed or our own crazy. So that was my mission as well as to professionalize the understanding of what else becomes possible when we work with our consciousness and our subtle energy system. And that's the professionalization. That's why I don't do energy work because I feel like that's not professional energy medicine. It's a system of medicine. So when, so you're talking about, uh, you're working when you think about energy medicine, uh, I'm just trying to, to, to grasp it myself. So it's really working with the mind. No, frankly, it's, if you picture, so here's the yoga teacher in me, every single yoga class that you leave and you feel so great from in non COVID times, um, <laughs> there, you feel so great or relaxed or more peaceful or more calm or more grounded or more in your body because every single chakra, pardon me, every single asana or body posture or pose is, is, is designed to open up at least one chakra. So all of yoga is designed around the subtle energy system. This, in the eight limbs of yoga, the eight different paths, five of them are on working with your mind. One of them only is about the body postures. So consciousness can be approached not only from the mind, but like if you have a trauma in your life and it's about um, you desired something, you went for it, and it was great living on the, uh, living the high life for a couple of years of five or ten, and then you lost all that money, that could be considered a trauma, like of financial loss. And, and so that would get locked into the third chakra, the solar plexus. And that would block the consciousness that's supposed to be turned by the wheel, which is what chakra means from Sanskrit to English in the area of the upper belly where the solar plexus chakra is. So when I say subtle energy, there's a system of subtle energy that the seven main chakras 
have a column of that is associated with every endocrine gland each one each chakra is it's associated with the biggest gatherings of neuroreceptors receiving messages from the brain and when a chakra is closed down the vital life force energy which is the translation of chi or prana isn't able to turn and flush that area in the body or the mind think consciousness subconscious unconscious conscious mind or spirit so every chakra covers an area of life and it's the intersection of the mind the body and the spirit for that domain of life so to speak so by working with our consciousness meaning our unconscious and subconscious and conscious mind and clearing out conditioning traumas beliefs that are unconscious then we are clearing out it correspondingly clears out a chakra so more consciousness or energy will flow, I'm using those interchangeably now, will flow more in that area of life, the body, the mind, and the spirit. So it's it's a dynamic, my vibrational grade system I created is, is a combination then of learning how to work with the mind at the unconscious and subconscious level, clearing out the blockages and have that correspond with a chakra or doing it vice versa, clearing what I know to be what each chakra covers and then getting more awakened consciousness accessible at the conscious mind level because every day we're making at least 85 percent of the choices that we don't hear consciously in our thoughts we're making from the unconscious and subconscious so we're just repeating the same old thing robotically but the more we clear out the more access to more consciousness we have the more mindful we can become and the more conscious our choices become and the more we can live up to our potential so it's an interaction between the subtle energy system i.e chakras and the mind in the levels of consciousness in the mind so for for those that are listening to this show right now uh, and i'm sure they're curious so what i'm understanding is that we have these these uh whatever you want to call them blocks or blind spots that sit beneath uh or they in that greater part of our mind our unconscious or subconscious part of our mind which then has this onflow effect that will block certain uh, chakras depending on what is going on so how does one because i know you were talking about in you know, the difference between the eastern uh way of living compared to the western and eastern's very inter- internal it's so they go within and so obviously doing that deep work and uh when you talk about energy medicine it, it's almost second nature to them but for us for for those that live in the western world we're very external focused so how does one know if there is a block uh whether it's you know a, an unconscious block or a chakra block if you're saying i want to build this business based on my passion and you see so let's say that's let's call that a you say you want a fill in the blank and you see yourself not actively making choices to create a or you're doing it slowly or you're doing it with procrastination or it's plugging along or it feels heavy you know you have blocks you're not going for a you say you want it to your friends and dear ones and loved ones but you don't actually go for it another way to say that go ahead oh no go continue continue i'll I'll, uh, wait till you finish well another way to identify that is 
if it, from ages zero to eight, we're, we're going through our neurological wiring, it's getting created. And in fact, the first thing to get created in this uh, womb as a fetus is our spinal column, which is where the chakra column sits. And so from zero to two, we're not able to distinguish between our parents' thoughts and feelings and our own. We're the same. We're united. At age two, that's why we start going, no, no, with the terrible twos as we form our ego identity and separate out from our parents. And in that time from ages two to eight, predominantly, we're looking around, seeing how it works on planet Earth. So if we see our sister getting all sorts of love and affection from our mom and we want and we're seeing this saying to ourselves, with this childlike logic that's key childlike logic how do i get that yummy feeling from mom i like when i see my sister getting that that feels good to even be around if we see our sister following around our mother and like doing a lot of listening to our mother then we might do the same thing and then have the unconscious conclusion wired into us i have to listen in order to receive love I know that seems overly simplified, but it is. It's childlike logic. And then if you add on to that traumas throughout life, which are at, rooted in at the subconscious, bottom line is that there's always improvement. And once you get beyond clearing out blocks, if you feel like there's more you could be up to, that there's more, something bigger for you, that I, the work I do helps access it. So. The un one other important key point here is that if all of our daily choices are made from, not all, but if 85% of what we don't end up choosing, what we don't end up doing that day, what we don't see as possible in our lives is from the unconscious and subconscious, then it behooves us in order to live up to our potential to just surrender to getting to clear out and free up some of that consciousness so that you don't continue to habitually work like a workhorse and take responsibility in your job where people around you have fallen down on it because you have an unconscious belief that that's what we do at work or a conditioned belief that that's what we do at work. We work hard in order to prove ourselves and to prove our worth, which is a typical belief of women. So sometimes there, please know that I'm not saying they're obvious. While you can say I am see it seems like i want a and i'm not going for a that's the most identifiable way but just knowing that there are beliefs there that are limiting your daily life it's um a good thing to get them cleared so that you can have more of the consciousness with you as you're making more conscious choices and stepping into actively co-creating your life instead of just kind of pressing the repeat button Mm, and I, I think that what I was thinking about too is uh, you talked about doing yoga as a great way to clear your chakras. What would be some other ways of uh, us practicing clearing those blocks that you talk about? Well, the yoga postures, I've got to say, when I was getting trained in India and I asked my, I had already been living in um, Asia for 10 years at that point. And so I, I felt myself a little bit less westernized with a sense of arrogance, frankly. <laughs> and I asked my, uh, my an Indian born teacher and director of the yogic school. He was married to an Irish woman. So, I mean, he was familiar with Westerners. Um, and I asked him, what do you see us mess up the most when we go back to the West with yoga and teach it? And he basically, he did the typically indirect Asian gig with the answer. Um, but what it seems like is that 
the focus ends up being on the body postures. Like most people in a yoga studio don't know that they're doing the postures and opening a chakra or two or three or all of them, depending on the pose. Um, it's not, it's, that's the more subtle and, and more effective use of the yoga postures, but they're not typically the way to actually clear them. They, when I talk about clearing the chakras, the way that I understand it is that I go at the subconscious and unconscious beliefs and I help them um, stop being a part of a person. And then the positive aspects of the chakra. So the third chakra, for example, the aspects of manifestation and the power to manifest out on the physical plane is there. Confidence is in the third chakra. So when people think about money and what chakra it relates to, they typically go to the root. But if you're going to allow yourself to manifest what you desire, because every chakra has a right behind it, the right to desire what you desire is the third if you don't even feel like you have the right unconsciously to desire what you desire, and you just have to do what you have to do, then your third chakra is going to be impacted and somewhat shut down. But if we clear that and then start activating the aspects that are to help you, you'll have increasing confidence in your right to desire what you desire and increasing confidence and power to go out and manifest what you want in the world. So I, I, I would love to tell you that the, the singing bowls, the crystal bowls, the five minutes on YouTube um, would clear them. They don't. They do a momentary balancing, but really understanding the freedom that can be had from going at the chakras in this way is what I'm here to communicate. It's not a quick fix. I'm so curious. So I um, love the fact, <laughs> I know when you talk about clearing and activating, so take us through what does that look like? Do you want me to do one? Oh, I would love that. Okay. So let's do one on, I know that what I had perceived about the best way to serve you, Catherine, and your audience is for women around money specific to the block of I have to prove myself in order to earn more than enough money. So how this could show up is you find yourself having more degrees than a male counterpart and he's still making more money than you are. Or you find yourself saying yes to fixing problems in the workplace when your colleagues around you may not. Now, I know that most likely you, Catherine, and the majority of listeners on this are seeing themselves as highly successful, productive women. But what if you didn't define yourself as part of that success is I have to go in there and fix those problems because I can because I'm that powerful or nobody says that to themselves really, but because I'm that strong or because I just see what the problem is, I can deal with this easily. So I find that there's in underneath that is the compulsion and where women. So the bottom line is where women take on more responsibility and feel more obligated within their daily tasks, just take work. There's a sense out of that of having to prove something, whether it's proving to your parents, that 
you can do this or it's proving to there's a general conditioning in women that it seems like we have to go the extra mile in order to if we're in the same position as a male in order to show our worth um i'm going to give you an example in uh i have one of my masterminders she works in new york city and runs tour groups or did before covid manages that city they have tour groups around the world and she has a one of her tour guides is an actress who appears frequently on a couple of major TV networks as a guest expert. And so I asked, I, I was talking to this client of mine or masterminder of mine, why is it that on this particular channel she's on, there are no female hosts? And so she asked her actress tour guide and the actress said back, well, it's because males have naturally she the actress act, asked around um the channel and came out with it's because males naturally carry more authority that's the that's the unconscious conclusion in operation and that like as a woman if you're stepping up as a show host your breasts are getting looked at your figures getting looked at your looks are getting looked at before the authority is naturally established as it is for men right away does that make sense Mm, absolutely. Lots of unconscious biases that always play out. Absolutely. So clearing those is what I'm talking about. And how do we clear those? So let's do that now. Let's clear. So you guys are going to want to have yourselves not driving or not attending to an elderly parent or a young child or driving a bulldozer or operating any heavy equipment or machinery, <laughs> please, because um, you might get spacey. You might um, just even fall asleep. you possibly feel some sense of tingling or heat or itchiness you might yawn you might have a bit of pain in an area of your body as the energy is opening up that blockage and as the energy distributes to an area that's chronically shut or tight because the fresh vital life force energy hasn't been going through there because of the block so just um, know it's momentary I'm going to be silent just for a moment So Catherine, you'll know when to say yes. There'll be a point where I'm going to need you to say yes on behalf of yourself in the audience, okay? Of course. Thanks. So anywhere and everywhere you are up to any element of needing to prove yourself in order to earn more money, would you be willing to burn up with the flames of transmutation? Yes. Okay, and so those of you listening will want to say yes out loud too. It just invites in the energy more. <laughs> it's a woodpecker. Excellent. So any and all karma, including but not limited to financial karma as appropriate, any and all free-floating thoughts and traumas, It's a helicopter. 
any and all imprints from your parents in lineage, any and all conditioning, contracts, oaths, vows, swearings across all timelines and lifetimes, beliefs, judgments, expectations, projections. You have at any level of consciousness that are in any way limiting, creating, or perpetuating in order to earn more money, you have to prove yourself. Burning it all up now with the flames of transmutation. So this seems to want to include proving that you're a good person. Even the being a good little girl, whether that means to be seen and not heard, but look pretty, or it means to help out. Always extend yourself. This is getting burned up as a part of this overall clearing. Self-worth, worthiness, really being on the bandwagon of therefore needing to prove oneself, particularly as a woman. This is getting at some unconscious beliefs around a woman being unworthy of being the high income earners. Really good. I'm going to suggest that many of you inhale and exhale at your own pace, please, to allow more of this to clear out while I'm here doing it actively. Dr. Allison, I think you have muted yourself. I'm here. So this is really going at the throat chakra. It seems like it's wanting to go at oh, sense of self-suppression or holding back. This might even involve 
negotiating a higher salary. I know that's been quoted as part of the reason why women get paid less because they negotiate less, speaking up for yourself. But that throat chakra also involves um, courage and choice. That's where we co-create from. And if you feel limited in the possibilities, your neck might be tight. You might have a weak or affected thyroid, hypo or hyper. So a lot of throat chakra clearing happening too. So you can see new possibilities and speak up for on behalf of your increased money flows. What just got is getting worked on now too is a blocking of your receptivity if you're giving all of the time how much that output entrains in front of your heart chakra to be giving and not receiving. Some opening happening at the heart chakra for increased self-nurturance and self-care and done through your money flows and your choices around earning your money. To be more nurturing of yourself via your money and letting yourself have more money. Wow, it's a strong clearing. Okay, so I'm going to ask this clearing to continue to run as appropriate for each listener for the next 21 days for their highest and best with grace and ease. While I move into activating the upgrade now. So any and all latent keys and codes in ancient wisdom and inherent talents within you and any and all blessings and support possible to bring this all into alignment for your highest potential and highest possibilities to be realized, activating the upgrade now. Okay. So there's an example. Does that help more? Yes, I'm feeling very zen right now. Thank you very much. It does absolutely gives a lot of um, insight into the process. Thank you so much, Dr. Allison. Yeah. Did you I have any uh, heat increase in the hands? specifically so for me i was feeling first it was in my heart chakra i was feeling this sense of um the word that's coming up for me is awkwardness Mm. um and then it subsided and then my throat so when it went into my throat i felt that as well um and then the top of my head i feel like um i'm wearing a crown right now yay so that a lot of the times is the idea is, is that the new downloads, it, the if you look at that vibrational upgrade, it's a clearing and an activation. And so the activation brings in downloads of the, the new consciousness, the new possibilities for you to reach a higher potential, higher possibilities with your money flows free of 
having to prove yourself, for example. And so that's like at a download state at the crown. And so if you listen to this more and more, you can integrate it more further down into your body. I think that that sense of awkwardness. Sorry? Just, I feel like that sense of awkwardness, just to help you understand better, um, may may have been a block with um, receiving and just opening up a little bit more your receiving capacities because it's a capacity, yeah? Yeah, it was. It's almost like a um, a, a subtle pain. Is That's that, exactly. We might, yep. Yes. Well, I said that before we started. Yeah, you might feel some pain. Yeah. As the as the energy goes in and breaks up with this historic blockage. Fantastic. You got a good release. Yeah, no, I did, did feel but that's that was the awkwardness. It was like, oh, it was more of that that kind of awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thanks for do, uh, clarifying that too. That's lovely to hear. <laughs> so, Dr. Allison, so how often do we need to do th- this kind of clearing? Is is it is it like I guess you know brushing your teeth? You do it on a daily basis, or is it like just uh, when we feel we need to do this kind of activity? Well, I've. Mm, I, so I love that you brought up brushing your teeth because I do know that the times we're living in now, um, I've been saying for quite a few years, uh, take care of your energy field in the way that you brush your teeth, clear it. It's, it's, it's energy hygiene. And so now to answer your question, excuse me, the majority of people who work with me, it depends on what level they're working with me at, um, usually have some of my clearings playing when they go to sleep. Um, some live with them in the background if they're going for a particular outcome, like in my magic manifestation, a money flow signature group program that I have like in that program included with it, like 13 different um, hour long clearings and activations of uh, around money and to increase your receiving and all sorts of different stuff to help you step up more and go for what you really desire and have ease with receiving it and having it manifest. They live with those in the background. While they're working on their computer, they'll play them uh, on a loop and they won't listen to them consciously. So it's, it's like having a different, it's like a way to shift your vibrational backdrop. And I hear people say frequently, you know, um, I, I now have replaced what used to be my inner critic with your, your inner cheerleader, Dr. Allison. Thank you. <laughs> so there's that level of working with them. But then like some people who aren't in that way, they'll, like well, I was saying, it's not just about uh, clearing and problems and, and healing. It's about like living up to your full potential. So the more you listen to them, the more the chakras become activated. There's no like sailing. So you could listen to it more intensively when you're working through a shift or an initiation level, however you refer to it. And then you could just kind of know when to listen to it when you get more well versed in understanding Hmm, feeling blocked here. That's this shocker. Let me go listen to that one. Mm, I remember as you're talking about that years and years ago. I remember um, a master that I trained under for quite some time, uh, Master Chow Koksui. He's um, he's mm. uh, no longer with us, but he was always talking about you can actually grab your two hands in front of you and call forward a chakra uh, as a way to kind of feel the energy of your chakra. And if you feel this vibration or this push against your hands, it kind of gives you a bit of an indication where your chakra's at compared to when the energy goes. It's almost like once your hands meet, it's this is the chakra that needs the, the clearing and the activation. What are your thoughts about that? When you say when the hands meet, 
Are you? Can you describe the hand positioning again, please, Catherine? So, so if you if you um, call forward a, a chakra, so it could be um, heart. So the, the the way that we did it was heart chakra shift and isolate, and you put your hands forward, uh, and then the chakra would. Uh, you know, basically you'd start feeling it in your hands. So when you feel the push of the... No, where are your palms facing? Are your palms facing the heart chakra? Are your palms facing each other in front of the heart oh, chakra? Oh, right, gotcha. Hands, oh, the palms facing the palm. And it's in front of that chakra you're yeah, gauging. Yeah, that's right. And so what he said was like, if my hands are five inches apart right now and then the chakra, the hands are not able to come together, it's blocked? No, so it was more so that if there's a push, that's your chakra. That's that's the boundaries or of your chakra. And sometimes when they depleted, the chakra was like, it's almost like your hands then connect. And this is, he used to say, this is the chakra that is, you know, needs to um, to be cleared and activated. I don't follow that when mm. your hands don't, when your hands don't connect like if I can't get my hands together in front of the chakra then that means that one's blocked no no it's when they connect so you, you so when they connect it needs it's so obviously the the chakra is depleted so when your two hands connect it's the chakra is it. depleted when the the chakra is pushing back so you feel this bounce sensation um, with your hands, then he was saying this is where your chakra is at. So this, if 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 you you could actually add energy to it, so therefore you can actually invoke energy and, and bring in the, the energy from a different chakra if you wanted to, as a way to um, expand that particular chakra. Yeah. So what I understand about that, and I remember those techniques. Thank you for going through that. I just needed to understand where the hands were and exactly what was the measurement or the gauge to assess open or not. Um, or depleted or not. So thanks for making sure I did. The um, So when I'm training my students in vibrational grade system on a retreat, for example, one of the things I hear myself saying uh, is don't ever, and I don't talk like this normally, I don't use the word should, I don't use never or always, but when teaching universal laws of how energy flows, sometimes I have to. And because um, there's so much new age stuff out there that just takes people off course. And I mean, like my first energy medicine was Reiki and I'm only six removed from Dr. Yusui and living over there in Taiwan. It helped me get steeped within the tradition and honoring the tradition and honoring our teachers. And like the Qigong series I teach of 18 movements, monks would go to monasteries and only be able to learn the first of 18 movements in a year. They'd have to sweep and do dishes to earn the right to earn the, to learn the rest of the movements. And so I come back here and I'm teaching like a, a an hour Qigong class and I'm supposed to fit all 18 and beginners because that's what they paid for. So like there's, I'm a very, I'm a traditionalist while honoring where we're at. <laughs> and so I, I'd say don't ever run a pendulum over a chakra because um, it's just not an accurate gauge. If you're looking to see if the pendulum turns clockwise or counterclockwise, it doesn't matter. It's not telling you about the blockage really. And so what I feel like you're talking about, I think of in my mind in all frankness uh, is it's uh, um, a, a, a mild assessment to see if there's energy pushing back. That is, that's, I agree, but that energy could be pushing back only in that moment. It's not working with, you're talking about a different level of working with the chakras. And I think the pendulum theory is the same thing where it's a momentary working with the chakra or it could be balanced, but I don't know that the, I like, I have, I show people how to treat the body with their hands on the chakras. And even still there's the need for those kind the kind of clearing I just did. The light has an intelligence of its own when it's a concentrated 
handheld um, effect. And, and so the light has the divine intelligence and knows what to do and can start working out of the block if you hold the hand there concentrated long enough. But I don't feel like uh, what you just mentioned is an assessment and you may be able to switch up more energy in the third if, if you are uh, really good and open in the second and you can flow it up there. But it, that's more a momentary thing. It's not really going at the depths of the consciousness that are going to change behavioral patterns. Mm, I, I think it was more of an assessment and a balance. Absolutely. So when you're talking about, because uh, you talked about the pendulum, uh, do you use the pendulum at all when you actually, uh, you know, try to identify what's going on with the body? No, not ever. Mm, okay. Awesome. But so I do, but, uh, but hold on. I do use the pendulum when I'm asking about um, like, this is going to be funny, like two different strategies to accomplish something. I will use the pendulum infrequently, but I, I, when I teach my students how to use the pendulum, from what I've learned, like I have to hold the pendulum way the heck away from my body with my arm extended so that my desired answer isn't what the pendulum tells me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I, I've got a pendulum and I've got quite a few actually, and I have to, I see that sometimes, uh, you know, it's it's all over the place and I know when it's doing that it's I'm too close to it so I do always have to extend my arm out to get a true reading yeah yeah and even still I mean I I I go back and forth with it Catherine sometimes I find like it's not if I do it too quickly um and I'm in between tasks and I want an answer that's just not uh, except it's not appropriate way to divine through a pendulum I remember this one metaphysical store owner here locally in uh Florida here on the west coast of Florida, the mellow coast of the Gulf. Um, she owns this serenity store and she made every decision behind the counter when talking to customers with her pendulum. It was just, it's flabbergasting. Like I can't even get words out in the moment. It's just such a weird way to operate because I feel like, um, there's a relationship that gets formed with the pendulum and, um, it's re- like with dousing rods, they talk about the dousing rods reading the subconscious. And if our subconscious desire is for the answer to be yes, then we've got to be really consciously aware of that as we're using these divining tools. So I um, use them and proceed with caution, although I train in both. Yeah, and you talked about dowsing rod. That's, I mean, and absolutely, it's 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 what you've got to, because uh, calibration is really important when you calibrate and making sure that you're not going to get in the way of the question and you have to be so specific. But same with dowsing, dowsing the same thing. You just really need to set the right intention of what's yeah. to take place. Totally. And that question, when you say set the right intention, I'm totally with you. It reminds me of how peculiar of a phenomena it is and fascinating the place, the playing with the question, like how specific and perfectly it needs to be framed. Otherwise we won't get what we thought was the right answer. And then later on we realize, oh, it's because I used that word instead of that word. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah. And you've got it. Uh, the way I do, I, I write them down first and I can say, I'll look at it and I'll say, is this, can, they, can this be construed or misunderstood and, or, or meant in a different way? So make sure that I'm so clear with my words before I go in and actually uh, use the pendulum. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, Dr. Allison, I'd love to uh, maybe unpack a little bit about your book, The Dragon Master Creatrix, Creatrix, Conversations with a Female Spiritual Teacher for These New Times. 
What is our listeners um, expected to find in this book? Hey, so is it your beautiful, lovely sing-song Australian accent tongue that couldn't get her? Can you say the word creatrix? Creatrix? Yeah, see? Isn't that hard? No, it's just me. It's just me. I, I think it's uh, I think I, I, it's just the way that I pronounce it. Well, it's, it's, but I've seen other people trip up on that word and it's, it, I mean, it's not a common word, but it's really embodying the stepping into our raw feminine power in particular to create my third book, my last book, Reasonable Dragons has a whole chapter dedicated to the um, raw power to create of the feminine and men have it too. It's in a different way, embodied in a different way for sure. So in this book, it's really, it was really fun because it's all of the previous three books are nonfiction. And, you know, the 12-year classroom teacher, uh, you know, teaching. <laughs> and then, well, you know, people have loved them and still teaching. This one is uh, a woman is on or an international retreat to get trained in energy medicine and in the ancient power mysteries and ancient wisdom and taken to stone circles and taken to sacred sites. And she's narrating throughout the book in the first half of the chapters. And then the second halves are uh, where their actual questions, my masterminders have asked me all the way to like, what, how do you stop caring about people judging you up to like, what does it mean to be in the raw feminine power of creation? And so it's a really, uh, I want to say it, there's this is the most secrets I've ever let out beyond my mastermind without actively intimately working with me. Um, and with that traditional lineage I was talking about before, it was a little against my comfort zone for sure to be doing so, but it just feels like it was now is the time. Um, so there's really in-depth interaction uh, between the teacher and student and really getting a flavor for a woman's path to power. Mm, it is a great time for sure. So, Dr. Allison, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Mm. I was not prepared for that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Alive. Mm, alive. Love it. And the last question we always love to ask is, what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to give to our listeners today? And they could be three practical exercises for our audience. Okay. So first one is let yourself have the kind of daily pace that allows you to have more capacity to hear your thoughts so that golden nugget is first to understand that you're not your thoughts and question your thoughts and then even redirect them by saying, okay, I hear you, but what if that's not true? And so we want to create new neurological pathways that will carve out the predisposition to then have new physiology, body chemistry, and new behaviors. So it's need, we need to have new neurological pathways. So if you find your mind going down an old track and you have it, I mean, I spend time helping people get to the point of having that kind of mindfulness to be aware of their thoughts 
but if you already are, you can see this thought is one of those disparaging thoughts. It doesn't let me create with my raw power to create what it is I want. And okay, I hear you as if it's a whiny child. So stepping up into a more disciplinarian role with your mind and saying, but what if that's not true? And then turning your body or like having some kind of redirection here. I'll give you an example of one. That was. <laughs> so uh, that may be jump, actually. That's that's what I call breaking state. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Yes, I am. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gave you no warning for that, but yeah. So you breaking state. You were going over to new neurological pathways. So now you turn your body, and if you can get your shoulder blades to kiss so that your heart and chest have more expansion because also those get so hunched working over a computer typically. And then you're turning more towards where you perceive the sun is depending on where you live in the time of day. And just let your heart reach up towards the sun as if you're opening to new different ways of being and coming off of that old thinking pattern, that old behavioral pattern that hasn't led to the outcomes you've desired. A physical shift after a breaking state, like Catherine called it, and then physical bodily shift in a new direction, literally your body posture, and then kissing the shoulder blades, heart to the sun. In that, you're open to the field of unlimited possibilities. Thank you. Can I just say you've got a very hypnotic voice. So I'm glad Mm. our listeners won't be driving listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so much so do, did you have more to share with us sorry I, th- I felt like I just cut you off no no worries I, I'm uh thanks for th- that awareness um I'm okay to be cut off <laughs> but I feel like there is thanks for asking that because I wasn't just saying this I was saying it's my honor but I realized that what Catherine and I planned right before we started recording was um there's a special starting on April 19th and you're listening to this right at that time where Dragon Master Creatrix Kindle version and ebook version are being released off of not just Amazon, but other sites. And it's going to be 99 cents only for the uh, digital versions for a week. So if you want to pick it up off of Amazon, I'm sending Catherine the Australia specific Amazon link, but it's available in the UK and the EU and USA, Canada. Thank you so much, Dr. Allison. Where's the best place for our listeners to find you? vibrationalupgrade.com great thank you we'll have that in the show notes dr allison i can't thank you enough for coming on the show and taking us through a bit of an adventure i'd like to call it Uh, thank you so much for your time your energy and your love thank you so very much Catherine, thank you. It was a joy being interviewed by your pigtail-headed self. <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners, you can't see me, but I do have uh, having a bad hair day today and I do have pigtails What's and it's a Saturday, so I thought, you know, I could be um, uh, a little bit adventurous today. So thank you so much, Dr. Allison. It's, it was a pleasure, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. A 
And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. Or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katrinplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.